Welcome, welcome, Ubiquitous Growth Podcast. This is Michael Manns, your host. Honored to be with you here today. Honored to be with you whenever you listen. So, appreciate it. This podcast is all about getting better, growing in every facet. So, let's get into it. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Ubiquitous Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Manns. Hey, welcome back to the show. Um, This is an episode that I've been wanting to do for a very long time, Um, but I also wanted to tread carefully and lightly um, just because of my position and my career and everything, you know, this is something where me speaking up, um, it could have repercussions for me, but, you know, I don't want to be silent completely and I have feelings I have perspective that I want to share with you guys and it's all surrounding what's happened in our world the past couple of months um, specifically around the Black Lives Matter movement um, and around all of the hatred for the police and everything going on in that regard Um, so yeah This is going to be a loaded uh, discussion and loaded conversation, but at the same time, I'm going to try to just say how I feel, and uh, hopefully it gives you guys some sort of insight, um, and hopefully you guys can listen to what I'm saying and kind of see it from both sides, um, just because of my unique position. I feel like I need to speak up and I need to talk about it. And I felt this way for ever since it started, since the video came out about George Floyd. Um, Initially, when I first saw it, I was disgusted as a human being. Um, It was horrible. It was horrible to watch. It was horrible to kind of break it down from my side of things when... You know, I'm a police officer in the career I'm in right now. And uh, seeing the tactics used and the way that they were was inexcusable, um, especially with how many officers were involved in that incident. And no matter what the circumstances were prior or whatever, um, clearly in that, that long video, you can tell that things were not justified And, you know, it's hard to look at it and not be upset and angry for me um, because it gives all the officers out there that try to do their best work and try to bring good into that side of things that it just taints it clearly. But this is a long stemming issue for hundreds of years. You know, this is nothing new, and unfortunately, we have to find a way to continue to learn on how to be better, Um, and there's multiple, you know, opinions and sides of things, and I want to respect each and every one of those, you know, and I just want to share my thoughts and my feelings um, and my perspective with you guys on the podcast Um, and I'm kind of putting myself out there because you know 
I have no idea if my employer listens to my podcasts. If anybody does that I work with or whatever, um, I, re- I really have no idea. I don't keep track of who is listening, okay? But if they are listening, you know, I'm going to talk about some things on this episode that I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking about, um, but it's just what it is. It's my my feelings, my thoughts, my point of view. And I really just want to share them because they've been building up in me. You know, I did make a Facebook post about what happened and the way I've been feeling. And, you know, it's just me being honest. And that's more directed towards people I know in real life. I, I think I have an audience on this podcast that are people that I really don't know in real life. Um, but anyways, just so you guys know, my background if you don't already, um, I am a police officer. I've been working for three years in a small city. And the city I work in is a bubble, really. We do not face the the type of things that most city cops face. I work in a small city. So, you know, there's not a whole lot of diversity in the community. But hear me out, okay? Um, I have a unique perspective in the fact that I went to college at the University of Oregon and I got to play football there. Now, when I played football there, the very first day I was brought out to practice, my position coach looked over at me um, and said, hey, Mike, have you ever seen a black person before? And I kind of like was taken back by this because clearly I'd seen a black person before. One of my best friends growing up was half black, okay? And no, I'm not trying to pull that card of, oh, I have a black friend, so I'm totally excused from the whatever. No, just because you have people in your life who are black that are your friends does not mean that you're not racist, does not mean that you're not privileged, all those things. So let's get that straight, okay? But yes, I'd seen a black person before, Um, But I had not been exposed to this amount of culture shock before until I got to college. But I'm forever grateful for that because being exposed to all these, these guys, some of them came from rough, rough places. And me being able to take that and see that and become brothers with some of these guys, like brothers, man. That was huge, just for my own personal growth of being somebody who, you know, I look on paper, I look white as can be, right? And shoot, even when I went to high school, I went to a primarily white school, um, you know, and I was in that education system, you know, I didn't have any clue until I got to college about diversity and all these things, man. And so having that perspective and being at Oregon for five years and being around these guys, you know, blood, sweat, tears, all those things, and they became my brothers and they became important to me. And I would go to bat for all those dudes, okay? So keep that in mind because when I transitioned into my police career, Right, I wanted to take that with me, you know. I wanted to take those perspectives I had gained and use them in this field 
and try to treat everybody with respect as long as I was getting it, you know, and I don't want to be afraid of anybody. That's, that's a joke, man. The fact that you're afraid of somebody because of the way they look, that's a joke, you know, but it's like bred into people from a very early age because America is racist. It's evident, you know, it's not hard to look out there and see what's been happening for many, many, many years, you know, and so the Black Lives Matter movement and everything that was surrounded, you know, the death of George Floyd, things got pretty, pretty freaking intense pretty quickly. But you have to understand that people are angry. People are upset. They've been upset. They've been angry. Right? And I've heard all these arguments, or I heard them while it was going on, of, you know, these looters that are vandalizing cities, then just, they're making crime worse, and all these things. It's like, dude, dude, look at everything from the big picture these people should be angry they're gonna destroy things now I don't agree with destroying businesses and people who have worked very hard to even get a business right it sucks it's terrible to see and yes it doesn't seem productive but at the same time you have to understand how angry people are and when you're angry, think about when you're personally angry. Do you act rational? No. You do not act rational. You explode. You're this burning ball of fire, right? Especially when you're very, very angry, right? It's just, to me, I understand. I understand the people's pain and how upset they are and those who are seeking justice but the system is broken I've said this the system is clearly broken or we would not be here we would not be in these positions and it's sad man because you know after I got out of college and I was in my career for a couple years you know I, I really kind of thought things were getting better as far as Every, everybody just seeming to, to understand that we're all human and we're all on this place together and we're all trying to do the best we can. And I really thought we kind of were getting there, but maybe I was just blind to everything happening. Maybe I wasn't seeing the media blow things up, but things were still happening. Obviously they were, you know, and maybe that was bad of me because you know at least in my world my own little bubble things seemed okay but no they haven't been okay and it sucks man and I'm ashamed I said on my Facebook that I am ashamed to be a police officer due to things like this you know it sucks man it hurts it has 
clouded my self-identity big time you know and I'm still working through those things and you know I said on Facebook that I thought about resigning at a point and that's you know that's just the honest truth you know and that's still something that I'm not gonna say that I'm not thinking about because I do think about it but I also think about how I've gotten into this position and I know that in my heart that I don't want to give up and throw in the white towel and be somebody who didn't make a difference, you know, because I'm telling you out there in the field, I use exactly what I'm using right now as my greatest tool, my greatest asset. It's my voice and the way I communicate with people. And that's something that I take pride in, man. Like I really do. I think that the way you impact others with the way you communicate and the way you speak to others, the way you treat them, like it's everything, man. And it can make that difference when it's crucial in a pivotal moment. And it's not just about interacting with, with citizens in the, in the job. It's about interacting with your coworkers, the people that you're working with to check them in moments of them not seeing humanity, right? To be able to step up to the plate and check them on what they're doing. You put me in that situation in Minneapolis and I almost can guarantee you I'm doing something, man. If I'm one of those officers that's just sitting there, I'm not going to sit there, man. I'm not going to sit there and watch that happen. I'm not. That's just not how I'm made up. That's not me. So it's July 4th right now. It's supposed to be Independence Day. You guys can probably hear fireworks going off in the background. Um, you know, and I waited a long time to kind of speak my mind on these issues and what's been going on. I don't know if it really matters that it happened on July 4th. Um, but this country, man, like this country is built on some messed up things. You know, and we're proud to be from America. and I, I understand that. And we should, we should feel proud to be from a country that's free, right? But it's kind of messed up in the way that this country was, came to be, okay? A lot of the things are, are not okay. Specifically, us destroying Native, Native Americans and taking their land, right? And us bringing African Americans over here as slaves, making them unequal for hundreds of years, still to this day, man, still to this day. It's not cool. 
it just I don't know you know and I had a lot of people reach out to me when this all happened and it was from both sides it was from the sides of being supportive of me and my career and me as a person you know but it, I also had a lot of people reach out to me like yo Mike like you can't be a cop anymore I don't want you around if you're a cop and all these things and like all cops are bad and uh it sucked man it sucked to to see that um but at the same time I get it I get it and why do you think I'm so confused on where I should be you know because ah man but anyways I didn't really become a cop because I always wanted to be one. Um, it wasn't because I wanted to drive fast and shoot guns. You know, realistically, I became a cop because I graduated from college and I wasn't sure what to do in life. You know, and I felt like the skills that I learned in football would transition over into being a police officer. You know, and they did. A lot of them did. And... You know, I would like to think that I'm pretty proficient at my job. I may not be the best. I make mistakes, man. And I've learned a lot since I started. But I do know that I put in good good work. I know that. You know, but when I signed up to do all this, man, I didn't sign up to hurt black people or to oppress them whatsoever. And like I said on my Facebook post, like, I know that me being a part of the system, I'm doing that whether I personally intend to or not because the system is broken, you know? But I just want to express, man, I'm a friend of black people. I have been, I always will be. You know, former teammates of mine, former friends, current friends, you know, I gained a lot of perspective from the environments that I had access to. And I'm going to use that perspective to make a difference, to make a change, to be somebody who isn't going to let things spiral out of control. I'm going to keep my composure, keep my cool. I'm going to talk to people like they're human, man. Everybody is human. I don't care where you're from. I don't care what you do, what you look like, who you like, what you like. I don't care, man. We're all on this planet together. We got to figure it out. We all got to be the best that we can be and do the best that we can. You know, and I'm just frustrated, man. I'm frustrated. But I hope moving forward that a lot of things happen. I hope a lot progresses. You know, I really hope that Colin Kaepernick gets a shot in the NFL. He, he deserves to. He should have never even been out of the NFL. 
you know, and if you didn't understand what the man was protesting for, it's not about our soldiers. Our soldiers are amazing. The sacrifices they make, hands down, almost 100% of people could not make those sacrifices. And they deserve their recognition and their honor. Okay, but Colin Kaepernick was not protesting about our military whatsoever, trying to, you know, do anything in that light. He was trying to make a, a statement using the platform that he had. And there's actually a great, I think it's on YouTube, basically a great interview about Colin Kaepernick and uh, a service member. They linked up, got together, talked about what was going on. And this is back when it first started happening. And I would totally recommend you watching it because it will open up a lot for you. Um, basically splitting Kaepernick's kneeling from, you know, trying to splitting his kneeling from the military, right? It's not about that. It's never been about that. You know, and I hope moving forward, the sports world does a lot. Um, it, I can see it on Instagram already. There's been a lot of reports that different leagues are doing many, many things to to try to help the social injustice that we have, you know, and the systematic racism that's in place, you know, and the NBA doing, you know, slogans on the back of jerseys or phrases. I think that's terrific. Uh, look like the NFL, it, instead of playing the Star Spangled Banner, um, they're going to play the, the black anthem, I believe. So... I just think that we need to see more of this. Um, I've seen a lot of people on Instagram talking about supporting black businesses. That's great. Um, you know, donating money to great organizations and places that are actually going to put that money to use to help. You know, and I think it's all about building up the younger generation. Um, and educating them more too about everybody and everything that's going on, right? Um, and I did speak to a couple um, of my black friends about things going on. And, uh, you know, they had interesting points. They were both kind of the same. And I'm not trying to say this any way other than for information, okay? Um, basically, what they said they were upset about is, you know, yes, everything going on between black people and the police, not good. The interactions, everything. But what they were upset about the most is black tearing black down in their own neighborhoods. You know, black on black crime. You know, people killing each other, their own people, 
over and over and over again. And until that gets fixed, how are they going to fix, you know, how are they going to be upset about all this other thing, all these other things going on? And while yes, black on black crime is horrible. Police brutality is horrible. They're all horrible. They're all issues that we need to fix and address, you know, and the fact that the schools are so, it's so messed up the way the school systems are broken down based on taxes and, you know, just not enough funding for different schools. And now we're getting just all these like factors that are influencing the way kids are growing up in the system. It's just crazy, man. It's crazy. But I really hope that we as a country can come together and fix all these issues, man. And I don't have all the answers. I really don't. I'm about to be 26 years old and I'm still learning day by day, man. I really am. I'm learning constantly. I try to t seek information that's out there in the world and apply it in my brain the way I know how and try to do the best I can. You know, and that's all I can do. You know, but be a part of the change. Don't just sit back. Don't just wait around. And if you are in a position where you've been privileged, realize it. I've been privileged myself my entire life. You know, I've had opportunities that others haven't because of the way I look. Realize it. You know? And try to create opportunities for those that don't have them like you do. That's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about. So, whoever's listening to this, man, I hope you guys understand that I love people of all colors, all backgrounds. You know, I'll even tell you this. People that I arrest and take to jail... I don't have anything against them, man. I've had great conversations with people that I've taken to jail. People that I've seen after the fact that I've taken them to jail or they've been in prison or whatever. Like, we're all trying to do the best we can, right? So I'm going to just end this long rant with this, man. I love everybody. I respect everybody. I want the best for everybody. I want to continue to be somebody who can use his perspectives to his advantage to help the world unite, be a better place for all. And especially for the youth, man, for the kids that are coming up to make them understand that it's that our world is going to be a safe place for them. Everybody you know, so as this year moves forward, we're going to see what's going to happen, but hopefully we all come together and we keep striving to be the best we can together. So before we close out, wanted to do one last segment here and say some names, George Floyd. 
Floyd, 46, was killed by a Minneapolis police officer on May 25, 2020, after the officer knelt on his neck for nearly nine minutes. The officer who was fired has been charged with second-degree murder. Ahmad Arbery. On February 23, 2020, Arbery, 25, was chased and fatally shot by two white men in his South Georgia neighborhood. The men had been charged with murder and aggravated assault. Tony McDade. McDade, 38, was fatally shot by a member of the Tallahassee Police Department on May 27, 2020. The officer has been placed on leave pending the outcome of an investigation. Trayvon Martin. Martin, 17, was fatally shot February 26, 2012 in Sanford, Florida by a neighborhood watchman. The watchman was acquitted of all charges. Laquan McDonald. McDonald, 17, was fatally shot on October 20, 2014 by a Chicago police officer. The officer was found guilty of second-degree murder and aggravated battery. Freddie Gray, Gray, 25, died on April 19, 2015, a week after suffering a severe spinal injury in a police van. The six Baltimore Police Department officers involved in his arrest were suspended and charged, but none were convicted. Eric Garner, Garner, 43, was killed on July 17, 2014, after a New York City Police Department officer placed him in a chokehold. The officer was fired from the department in 2019. Ayanna Stanley Jones. Stanley Jones, a seven-year-old, was shot and killed in her home in a raid by the Detroit Police Department on May 16, 2010. Following two mistrials, charges against the officer who killed her were dismissed. Botham Jean. Jean, 26, was fatally shot in his apartment by an off-duty officer of the Dallas Police Department on September 6, 2018. The officer was found guilty of murder. Michael Brown. Brown, 18, was fatally shot by a police officer in Ferguson, Missouri on August 9, 2014. The officer was not indicted. Sandra Bland, Bland, 28, died in jail on July 13, 2015, three days after being arrested during a traffic stop in Prairie View, Texas. The Texas state trooper who arrested her was fired. Yvette Smith, Smith, 47, was fatally shot by a sheriff's deputy in Bistrop County, Texas, on February 16, 2014. The officer who killed her was charged with murder and acquitted. Alton Sterling, Sterling, 37, was fatally shot on July 5, 2016, by an officer in the Baton Rouge Police Department. The Justice Department and the state declined to bring charges. David McCady, on June 1st, McCady, 53, was shot and killed by Kentucky National Guard officers during protests in Louisville over the deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Police officers at the scene had not turned on their body cameras. The police chief was fired. Walter Scott, Scott, 50, was shot and killed by a North Charleston police officer on April 4, 2015, after being stopped for non-functioning brake light. In 2017, the officer was sentenced to 23, 20 years in prison. Brianna Taylor, Taylor, 26, was fatally shot in her home on March 13, 2020, by Louisville police officers. The officers had been placed on leave during an investigation. Tamir Rice, Rice, a 12-year-old, was killed on November 22, 2014, by a Cleveland police officer. A grand jury decided not to indict, and the officer was later fired for an administrative offense. Philando Castile, Castile, 32, was fatally shot during a traffic stop on July 6, 2016, by a police officer from St. Anthony, Minnesota. The officer was acquitted of all charges. Stephon Clark, Clark, 22, was shot and killed in the backyard of his grandmother's house on March 18, 2018, by two officers of the Sacramento Police Department. Neither of the officers were charged. So I just wanted to close out the podcast, reading off those names and those circumstances. I hope that you think about it. I hope that we move forward together. God bless everybody out there. Take care. All right, you guys. You guys can always follow me on Instagram at mansmm. You can DM me there, chat about life, growing, whatever's going on.
you know, I'd love to hear from you guys. I'm always open to that. If you guys could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great for the tremendous growth of the podcast. And, you know, I'd really appreciate it. Um, This episode, long-winded, a lot to say. Hopefully I don't get fired. If I do, it's been real. (laughs) Um, But I feel like speaking up and expressing myself is vital and more important than job security um, and just being a person, being a voice for others that don't have a voice. So that's what I'm going to do and I'll live with the results. So yeah, I love you guys. Until next time, catch you guys later.